make sure whatever you do looks good on mobile and is easy to absorb instantly on mobile. That's the, the key sort of filter in my mind. Mm-hmm. Hey folks, this is Michael Vesey from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 417. In e-commerce, like all internet-focused businesses, it's very tempting to try to expand your business by driving more traffic. Whether it's a Shopify-based site owner obsessing about SEO or an Amazon-focused seller spending money on Amazon ads is often the first lever that people try to pull to increase sales. But in my experience, this often doesn't increase profits. In fact, it often does the opposite. So to grow profits, what should we focus on instead? My answer is simple, optimize it for conversion to sales on your product detail page for a DTC store owner or in sample Shopify, in other words, Amazon listing, similar equivalent. And apart from price and reviews, what tends to drive conversions most is great image marketing. So today I wanted to dive into this topic and see if we can help you increase your profits as you work to increase your sales. Jason, you ready to dive into this topic? Oh yeah. I love this one, man. This is a fun topic for me. It taps into a lot of the work I've done before on Instagram marketing and Pinterest marketing and even YouTube marketing, all the books I've written for McGraw-Hill. So I love the topic. You've got a terrific outline here for us today that I'm really excited to share with people. And yes, I think this is really critical. I also just want to say that I think your insight in your introduction is completely correct as well. I don't know why (laughs) most e-commerce entrepreneurs immediately gravitate towards Facebook ads as a fix-all, end-all, be-all solution for trying to grow their business. But it just seems like the power of that is captivating. And many times the small improvements in your click-through rate or on your conversion rate on your website will add so much more value to your bottom line. And in particular on Shopify sites, you can look at your conversion rate uh, funnel. There's three steps in it. And When you look at that, you can see how people fall off or fall apart. Mm. And if image marketing improves that substantially, then of course, you're much better off focusing on that than just spending more money on advertising because it makes everything else you do more. It makes your advertising more lucrative if your conversion rates are put together really nicely and are effective. So I think this is a critical idea. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And I would say there's always a feedback loop as well, which people miss, which is on Amazon, very obvious, if you have high conversion rates, Amazon likes that, it will rank your, get you better SEO. Now, it doesn't work directly for a Shopify store owner that way, but in indirectly, if you make more money from your conversions, you can afford to put that back into Google Ads, yeah. buying yeah. in writers to write SEO-driven articles. So in essence, it's a slightly longer, less direct feedback loop. And I think it starts mm-hmm. with turning visitors into buyers, because otherwise, pointless having visitors. <laughs> if they're just going to leave right. mud on the floor and then leave without buying anything kind yeah. of pointless having them. Yeah, that's the basic thing. And I want to say, obviously, you have a very sophisticated, broad canvas of image marketing that you work on Instagram marketing. As a Shopify store owner, you have to think about your front page and mm-hmm. home land. As, a, as an Amazon-focused person, I'm much more primitive and more about the direct response. So there's many sure. sophisticated forms of marketing, which include branding, brand awareness, mm-hmm. focus on what gets the <laughs> conversion rate higher. 
absolutely leads to quite a narrow focus really so i've got this little 10 part <laughs> yeah. framework that is i found quite useful it basically condenses the work that i do with my clients when we're working on their images to try and get them to convert more on amazon Yes, two two slight nuances before we jump into your 10-part ten, ten list. One nuance is y- your customers to a Shopify site don't have to buy something. They have to get something through your shopping cart. And the nuance there is it could be a free item. And so, for example, we do Freebie Friday giveaway. And so every Friday we'll have between, I don't know, I think last week it was like 7,000 free downloads. Now, each of those people are going through our system as a free checkout. They're not technically buying anything, but what they are doing is getting one of our products that we then can upsell them on to a paid item. They're also going through our checkout process, which is in essence training wheels, like the risk-free training wheels process of going through our shopping cart. And so that that is part of the process in a Shopify site, obviously very different than an Amazon checkout experience, but the little important nuance there, I think, for our listeners. And uh, But it's the same result, which is it generates a conversion rate factor in your store and understanding there. And then I don't know that we'll do it today, but video is also hand in hand component absolutely of this topic and yeah. it's a whole different a whole different conversation I'm sure, but it, the photography itself I think is a fantastic thing to obsess over. And you're right in saying that it's different on Amazon, but to be honest, everything you do on Amazon to optimize photography also applies directly to your Shopify. Yeah, um, I think everything on Amazon will apply to Shopify store owners. It's just the other mm-hmm. way around for work. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Even the more sophisticated e-commerce operators who focus on Amazon these days are busy obsessing as they should on building mm-hmm. email lists. In that case, you may well be optimizing from a Facebook ad to build an email list and all the outcome is not a sale at all at the front mm-hmm. end, but it's still got a commercial value on the back end as well. So let's get into the framework. I think the first thing I've got to talk about is customer avatar. People skip over this state to the traffic stuff because traffic is measurable and you're spending money and ironically that feels better initially it feels like you're already doing something thinking about customer avatars for very sort of numbers driven people i've got a client recently started shopify site and in february doing fantastically he's on track for about half a million dollars of revenue this year and some good profits so still mm-hmm. figuring out how much but it's awesome but he he really is resistant in his heart but he knows in his head that he's got to do this work and a lot of people feel the same way with the customer avatar work, but I just swear that it, you've got to trust that if you get this stuff right, it will show up in the numbers. You've got to do that work up front. So three parts, so really three PPP, I call it the person, the problem, and their psychological drivers. Mm-hmm. What are the demographics? How old are they? Are they male or female? Yes, of course, you've got to know that. You've got to get under their skin and think about what stuff they love and what stuff they hate. And if you haven't nailed that, it's going to be very hard to build any solid marketing efforts on top, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. This is a central idea for your brand positioning. And so your phrasing here is the customer avatar. Get very clear on your customer avatar. Yeah, I totally agree with that. The psychological drivers is an interesting issue to resolve. And some people call that psychometrics. And that's the the piece that I think a, a lot of smart marketers spend a lot of time thinking about what is behind people's desire and need. And it's there's a lot of nuance there. there and is, how you yeah. serve that is is critical. But getting a basic understanding of who that is, a lot of people will create a literal avatar by name. My, my core customer is Wanda, and this is all about Wanda. And they'll make a little storybook narrative of who that person is to help them and to help their team get clear on what they're targeting and who they're trying to set their site up or their products up for. Ideally. And so that's, I think that's a, a great first step for sure. And one little hint if you're a person that prefers facts to made up stuff, and I can't like making things mm-hmm. up, this is my comfort zone, but 
I would say it's really simple if you're a Shopify store and I'm very jealous as a, an Amazon focused guy and that is talk to actual customers and find out who are the people. If somebody keeps buying a load of stuff from you, it'll show up in your statistics, talk to them, get in touch with them, offer them, build a relationship and have conversation, literally, however brief it is, whether it's a one sentence email all the way through to a Zoom chat and just talk to them and find out about them. And I think basing it on an actual real person can sometimes feel a lot easier for people who don't like that sort of empathetic, imaginative leap. So that's one, one hint I would have there. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, great. So that's the first uh, first step in really getting your visual photography, image marketing. What's the second? The next few things really aren't actually image driven. It's uh, really getting clear in your mind, very clear. Clarity mm -hmm. is the number one virtue of all good marketing. It's not really cleverness, it's clarity. The second thing is really everyone who's selling stuff thinks about com competition, but what your customers think about is alternatives. In other words, for example, I've got back pain. I might look for another back brace, mm -hmm. selling a back brace on Amazon. By the way, don't do this, but everyone else on Amazon is selling a back brace. They might be thinking in terms of surgery. They might be thinking in terms of books and exercise regimes. They might go to a physiotherapist. They might want a pill. So you need to be aware of the alternatives in the customer's universe. That one's quite broad universe, but you need to be thinking about how your offering is going to stack up against their alternatives, including surgery or something. So you might have to sell them into the idea of a back brace or a physical type product, for example as distinct from an exercise regime. And so you just got to bear that in mind. In Amazon, you don't have a lot of space to deal with that. In Shopify, you'd have more room to do that. But either which way, you need to think from your customer's perspective, what are their alternatives and start thinking about why they would choose you instead of the alternatives. Okay, this is interesting. I totally, I get that. I thought where you're going with this when you were talking about looking at your competitors was looking at your competitors' images and just seeing what they do visually with the product, with the lifestyle shots, the different types of photos, both I would assume are the appropriate Absolutely. action. Here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely important. What I would yeah. say is you should gather examples from your competitors and related brands, but I would do that later because yeah. the danger is you go very literal. You go, they're showing this image. I'm going to do an image very like that. But what you're not thinking about is what's behind that image. What are they trying to communicate to the customer? Okay. Right? Always coming back to the customer's viewpoint and looking at the world from their viewpoint to start with, and then approaching the specifics of the images. So the first four points on this really are not actually directly image focused. And that's for good reason, because in the end, images are ways to communicate a message to somebody and it's psychology that we need to base it on, in, in my opinion. What are your thoughts about that? I love it completely. Sure. I think that makes a ton of sense. Okay. So that's number two. I keep, let's keep going. What's the third? concept in so getting the third clear. concept is benefit sell features tell i think it's the old marketing phrase which is to say you need to be clear what outcomes or results people are going to get from using your product and by the way your product as opposed to somebody else's or a, a different solution so why should i use your back brace but also why should i use a back brace and not just go and see my my gp as we call it here my doctor and so you need to be very clear what outcomes your product is going to deliver for the person which is then linked to the fourth step which is link those to benefit features so it's not like you can just claim anything without anything to back it up. But features should be there to back up your claims, in my opinion, particularly if American style marketing. If you're selling to Americans, mm -hmm. you need to really bang people over the head really strongly in a way that to British people might sound kind of odd. But in Amazon, it's basically a marketplace where you're shouting loudly anyway. But if you're in America, you have to shout extremely loudly and very clearly is the best way I can put it to British kind of shy marketers, really. You've got to get the benefit nailed and then back it up with the features, in my experience. I love it. What did you, what was your first sentence here? You said it was, it was the difference between images tell. I don't know what you said. But yeah. it was, oh, benefits sell and features tell. So in other words, if you say sell, oh, features our back tell. brace is made of neoprene that is 3.5 millimeters thick, except at the waist where it's 4.5 millimeters thick because it rips, 
people are just gonna, their eyes are going to glaze over. If you say mm. this thing is practically unrippable, and then people are like, okay, the first thing is you've got to make some kind of implicit promise. It's going to get you this result. The second natural thing, if somebody actually cares about that, is that they their next response is, why should I believe you? And at that point, mm. it's good to back up with features. So you've always got to link the two, but I think it has to be benefit-led, i.e. what results, what's this going to do for me? And bearing in mind, people shop on Amazon, there's flip, flip, flip on the phone, and it's done. You have to be so clear, so in your face with that, that you need to spend a lot of time honing that, that message and that idea. That's interesting. That's interesting. So in your image marketing, using your images to clarify mm. benefits. And can you do that? That's very interesting thinking I mean, to and ideas. You can. You know, and I think that the idea that it's just image or just text is also an artificial thing. I was going to work, talk about it later, but I would pretty much always, if you're trying to get a very specific cross point across, think about putting some text on as well, which is easy once you've clarified what it is you're trying to communicate. Sometimes you don't need text, but either which way, your picture's always there to communicate, in my experience, in my opinion, in the product detail page, very specific results that your mm -hmm. customer will get. Maybe it's just feeling relaxed in a bath, in, case, in which case you may or may not feel the need to say, relax in the bath. It mm -hmm. might be obvious. It may not be necessary to say, have a good time with your family if you're sitting around near a barbecue and you're selling barbecue tongs or barbecues and yeah. you have your family sitting around drinking glasses of wine, looking happy. Maybe you don't need to say it, but you need to be clear what it is you're trying to say. Sure. Love that. Okay. So that's the third idea. What's the fourth idea? The fourth idea is basically linking the features to the benefits. So just once you're clear about what it is, your results that your product's going to give people, you need to be very clear of which part of your products is going to deliver that result. So if it is some kind of product, like it holds your iPhone really steady, you need to mm -hmm. home in on the feature itself. And that's often where you'll use things like infographics or whatever, a little bit of text can help clarify things. The hint there is it just makes sure you don't overwhelm with science, that you don't try and show three, four features in one go because people will not absorb it. And if you're going to use words, just keep it very minimal. And mm -hmm. the final thing is just make sure whatever you do looks good on mobile and is easy to absorb instantly on mobile. That's the, the key sort of filter in my mind. Mm -hmm. I love this one, link with features. The idea that you just mentioned is a photography concept that I think is really important here. And that's that your photography, if done well, has a singular object in every photo and the real powerful product photographers are masters at creating images that really do a good job laser beam focusing the customer's eye and mind mm -hmm. on a specific feature or yeah. specific element of the product it's very subtle work but photographers who can do that really have powerful photography sets of photos that then help sell the items. And I think that's an important piece is what, what other features that need to be pulled out in the images and how do you get really clear on that visually? If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 417. I think that's really, it's important work. If you say, hey, I'm good with a DSLR, I can just take my own photos you miss some of that stuff sometimes. Maybe sometimes you get it right, but I think having a singular image or focus on every image is a key to it. Yeah. yeah, by the way, I could not agree more with you. I bully my clients relentlessly. So if they bring a listing to me and they've got three features or three points they're trying to make in one image, I always say, look, you have mm -hmm. to split that into three images. Mm -hmm. And if that means you end up in the Amazon universe, you have very artificial constraints, but they're artificial constraints for a reason. I mean, Amazon gives you nine photos, sometimes give you 10 images, sometimes it's seven, but they've done it through just a month's amount of testing. So there's a good reason for constraints. Sometimes you will have to 
harden your heart and not show a feature that you spend months <laughs> developing because yeah. it is just not as important as the other features, but it's better to communicate a really killer feature really clearly than to try and communicate three things very unclear. And I see that a lot and I understand psychologically why uh, mm -hmm. you have to, it's a bit like that whole writing the cliche, murder your darlings. So in other words, you could spend ages developing something. You have to be hard hearted. Clarity, mm -hmm. I think is more important than getting everything in. Sure. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Okay. So moving on, what's point number five? So point number five, at this point, as you referenced earlier, yes, we can go back to the competitors and related brands now and start to gather actual image examples. But the reason okay. we've left it that late mm -hmm. is because I believe that the structure that should underline all good marketing, particularly direct response marketing, is psychology. It's not superficial similarity because otherwise mm -hmm. what happens on Amazon, it's a disease, but it's true everywhere, is that everyone copies everybody else. The photos look indistinguishable from each other. Their products are fairly indistinguishable. They're at a very similar price point. Our consumers are just going to end up basing things on um, numbers that they understand. This one's 4.5, mm -hmm. our average review, and this is four. I'm going to go for the 4.5 one yeah. uh, if you do that. So it's very dangerous to just copy your competitors. The other hint from that is don't just stay on Amazon. That's just a terrible disease. You must forget about Amazon and, and go and look on Google sometimes. And also mm -hmm. don't just obsess with the same types of products. If your consumers are also, if they love, for example, beautifully produced stuff and they're buying, I don't know, table lamps, maybe they also buy Aston Martin, maybe they holiday in beautiful hotels. Go and look at those websites and look at the sort of color palette and mm. feel and try and learn from that marketing as well and bring some of that into your own marketing as well. Yeah, that's such a great idea. The thinking there is that you're really appealing to the specific avatar again. And you're wanting to do it in a way that they like and that they're comfortable with. And so you do obviously want to look outside your product niche to do that. So I love that idea. I think that's a really powerful concept. I would also just pull one thread here on this topic, which is the analysis of your competitor's visual work is not done in a way so that you can be similar. It's done in a way so that you can be opposite <laughs> or you can really stand out against them if what you do is as, as on this step is go see what others are doing and do it you are literally becoming indistinguishable which is a huge mistake so what you want to do is find an angle or a way or a visual device if possible to stand out and that means doing something differently now people will copy you and then in which case they'll still be similar items that uh, look the same as yours, but you'll have at least distinguished yourself in that process. So I think that's the important nuance there is you're not looking for things to copy. You're looking for the lay of the land and finding a place where you can visually be differentiated. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. On Amazon, again, it's simplistic. So you have to be pretty cutthroat in your approach. If everybody's, Brian Johnson said to me, look, if everybody's product photo points the product to the left, you just point yours to the right just to be different. Mm -hmm. Have to stand up on the search results page. It's just so critical. And people scroll mm -hmm. so fast on their mobile devices now that you can't afford to be anything except very clear about that. If everyone's got a black product on a white background, make sure you, within terms of service buildings, the mm -hmm. red be simply mm -hmm. put it in a red drawstring bag or an orange one, or you have some a splash of purple on your packaging, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you can legitimately put in. I would reverse engineer if the main photo is so critical to get the click. I would reverse engineer the whole product design around the fact that part of it is visual differentiation. Mm. So as you say, if everyone else is doing zig when they zag, as they say, and you're absolutely bang on. And thank you for pointing that out because copying is the disease on Amazon yeah. and it gets you nowhere really. Yeah. And I just, one other thing to layer on there is 
Some sellers have the wonderful advantage of selling in niche categories where they're just competing with what you might call non-interesting product sellers who don't have a passion for the product. Maybe it's a part of a big company. Maybe it's just a widget and it's just sold by resellers who get stuff from manufacturers and it's just a kind of perfunctory item. Those items, when they exist in those categories, when they exist, are ripe for disruption by someone who goes completely OCD over the visuals <laughs> and turns the boring, old-looking item into the star of somebody's show and really obsesses. So just it's not just about what type of photo. It's also about the caliber of photography and the intentionality. And in some niches, that by itself will completely and totally set you apart. And that's a fun thing to behold when you see a bunch of just ridiculous looking 1990s photos Hmm. in a niche. And then you see somebody who makes it look like a a whiskey commercial or like something that looks like it's right off of the Super Bowl commercial or something like that. That's that's a, a fun idea too. Absolutely. So I would say there that there's, I would flag up an opportunity and threat. So the opportunity is the fun bit, which is what you just mentioned that quite a few very major companies I won't mention for fear of their legal departments getting in touch, selling, for example, headphones have a boring product photo on white that doesn't even give you enough information for you to make a purchase. For example, I was recently looking at a pair of headphones. I couldn't see whether the ending was like an iPhone adapter one I could plug into my computer. So I could literally mm-hmm. not buy it based mm-hmm. on the photos. They were that terrible. That's a wonderful opportunity, as you mm-hmm. said, a lot of them out there. The flip side of that is I think the great threat is aggregators, particularly on Amazon, but I don't think it's going to stay limited to Amazon. And e-commerce generally, the world in 2020 woke up to the fact that there's value there yeah. and made available for that has been absolutely extraordinary, literally getting on towards the trillion dollar mark in America, I think. But what that means is that people are now applying really grown-up marketing in the e-commerce space, specifically at Amazon, but not only. Yep. So I think that there was a wave of buying at extraordinary multiples in January, February, March, April. There's mm-hmm. now going to be a wave of people really overspending on photography and great marketing. Mm-hmm. You're not, if you're not, it's like walking up a down escalator. If you're standing still, you're moving behind. So I think mm-hmm. even if you've got away with it until now, having mediocre photography, that isn't going to be the case by the end of this year, I think. So that that's the sort of reason you've got to keep moving. Yeah, that's a good point. The more And I guess I've seen this actually, as you point that out, I have seen this where somebody has a brand, it does good. They've done well with it, maybe, but they bootstrapped it and then they sell it to somebody else. That new buyer comes in and they just want to spin, spin to generate more sales. And so they will invest in better image marketing. And yeah, I think, and the more that happens, that e-commerce brands change hands in different niches or categories, the more people are like, whoa, who just took over, you know, that company? Um, yeah, and how yeah. much money have they got to spend? Mm-hmm. You may be doing the mm-hmm. care and you've maybe got a war chest of a few hundred thousand dollars, but you don't have a billion dollars behind mm-hmm. you. And if you're up against something that Thrasio has bought, they're now a $6 billion company. Mm-hmm. Last time I looked, last, well, last time I, I got a valuation from, from Thrasio, and the next time I spoke to somebody, it got up six times. So these guys have got a pots of money. And rather like with the Chinese factories will pump out products, these guys pump out marketing. Mm-hmm. Similar threat, but at a different end of the game, if you like. So I think we have to be very 
willing to embrace this brave new world. Yeah. We don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so what's the next step in our process? I think we're on number six here. We are number six, yes. And the next thing, we're finally getting the rubber hits the road. And my, people might be thinking by this stage, I'm just desperate to grab my DSLR. Yes, you can do your own photography or you can hire a photographer. As you said, the ability to operate a camera is, I've got <laughs> one right in front of me right now, does not qualify me to do this. But I think your job as the marketer is to be super, super clear. I mentioned clear about what your prospects, your customers want mm -hmm. and to get across how that matches with your product and have some ideas about how visually that might be put across. The photographer needs to have that eye and that perfectionism and understanding of lighting, much more important than pressing a button on a photographer. So what you need to do is create a very clear brief. So your job is communication, not okay. doing. And so I this think is you need to be very, very clear about that. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening to another edition of The E-Commerce Leader. Today, I think a very down the middle topic that everyone needs to think about, but nevertheless, worthy of conversation and deep dive, I think, which is pictures for Amazon listings or Shopify product images, whichever platform you're on, and whether it's Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, let's not get hung up on that, any kind of direct-to-consumer marketing. Great images really drive uh, conversions and conversions drive your profits. So that's always the place to start, not with the traffic, as we said up front. So really today, we've got a 10-part framework. We've covered the first part of that. And the main things I would put across are the customer avatar, the importance of understanding who you're marketing to, what problem you're solving for them, and their psychographics their, or psycho psychological drivers, whatever phrase you want to use. What makes them tick? What do they love? What do they hate? And the hint there, as I've already hinted, is to think about other brands they consume and or other brands they dislike not necessarily just competitors directly for that particular need. But for example, if they're buying homeware, what kind of computer do they buy? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of holiday do they go on? What kind of holiday destination do they go on? And look at the branding for those kinds of products. That will give you a nice hint as a sort of look and feel that appeals to them. Um, we also talked about comparisons with com competition or looking at alternatives and why, how you've got to sell your customer, not just on your product as opposed to other people's products, but sometimes your product as a type of product, for example, if you've got a back pain using a back brace rather than using pills or some kind of surgery or that sort of thing. The other things really that I think are important are clarifying benefits, results that people get from using a product and only then talking about features. As product developers ourselves or as people responsible for getting products developed on our own behalf, we can get very obsessed with the features of products, which is sometimes taking months of back and forth and work with sometimes a product designer and certainly with the manufacturers. And the trouble is those only matter to your consumer insofar as they produce a result for them. So never just talk about your features. You need to always link it with what's in it for me. That's the question. Remember that your consumer is always geared to we FM or what's in it for me FM. In other words, they have limited time and energy and you've got to be super clear about why it's worth even taking a second to stop scrolling on an Amazon or Shopify or whatever it is, WooCommerce listing. So this stuff is ne nebula, what's the word? Nebulous is the word I'm trying to pronounce. <laughs> it's hard to pin down sometimes. And that can be frustrating for people who like nuts and bolts and numbers. But I promise you, if you're that kind of person that you will just find better results and better profits if you go through this process rigorous, rigorously. And if you're a person who likes this stuff, then you know, some people love marketing and the more nebulous stuff, then this is going to be your comfort zone. But either way, it's a trade skill to hone. And Jason's always talking, I think, absolutely rightly about the importance of honing a trade skill. So your trade skill of image marketing needs to be better than ever in the modern world where things are getting more competitive than they used to be. But on the other hand, there is still very lazy competition out there that you can beat hands down. So 
very worth for a defensive against the competition, but also beating the competition for either of those reasons. Really worth honing. Stay tuned for the rest of our list of 10 basic steps to get great image marketing done. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 417.